everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. My co-host Kathy King and I want to welcome you to Writing Works Wonders. We want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder of writing. We are so glad you're here with us. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. This is part two of the Chapbooks panel. The part two discussion focuses on publishing opportunities. From strategies and options to challenges, Annie Chiapetta and Abby Johnson Taylor join Kathy and Cheryl to discuss how chapbooks offer insight on many aspects of publishing, designing, and printing chapbooks. Remember, from part one, chapbooks may be short collections of essays, short stories, poems, and more. Show notes, episode archives, bonus content, and resources are available at writingworkswonders.com. This fast-paced episode moves quickly. Don't miss this discussion of innovative ideas for emerging and experienced authors. You'll gain insights and answers on marketing, pilot testing, and distributing your chapbook work inexpensively. Oh, you'll just have to listen. Let's join the discussion in progress. It's a lot less effort to produce and polish and decide on 30 to maybe 40 poems versus a huge volume. And it lets you be able to get those out into a product that's less of a commitment to the purchaser, much lower price point so that they can sample your work and see if they want to go further. Uh, they can be an ebook too, depending on the, the author. Absolutely. If I was to do this, I would definitely do both print and ebook because oh, you yeah. have different venues. Oh, yeah. What do you folks think? This is Annie. I, I believe in both. If you're going to do it in print, you should follow it up in ebook and vice versa. I mean, but I know writers who do exclusively electronic publications and don't do any print publications and they do well as well. It's very individualized how writing is so subjective. Well, you're getting your work out. There's so many choices now. It didn't used mm-hmm. to be like that 10 years ago, but now Kindle just put something out with where you can, oh. you can monetize your work. Now you can put little chapbooks or little no- mm-hmm. novellas together and release a long short story and then follow up with a whole series of shorts and things mm-hmm. like that. So the electronic publishing is becoming very flexible and very robust. Abby, is yours both? Is yours printed and ebook? Come to think of it, no, I don't even think mine is actually in electronic format. I published my book with Finishing Line Press. As far as I know, they didn't put it in Kindle, but it is in print, can be obtained through Amazon and Finishing Line Press. And so when you folks are printing your chat books, well, first of all, are you using a publisher to print them? And do they print a volume of them or are they doing print on demand? Well, when I published mine through Finishing Line Press, but they expected me to come up with a certain number of people who would purchase the book. And if I couldn't do that, then I would have to pay them the balance. And I really didn't like that idea. So I would not recommend using them to publish anything. That's the way they operate, unfortunately. If you publish through Amazon or either through DLD Books, which is what Annie and I have both used for our other books. Yes. And it's print on demand, basically. So I think that works a lot better. I highly recommend DLD books, even for a chapbook. They do chapbooks, they do novels, they'll do just about anything that you might want to. Who is that again that you're mentioning? It's an outfit in Denver, Colorado called D 
LD Books, and they have established a business because they like helping other authors get published and their rates are reasonable. They'll work with you if you have trouble, they will help you. They do editing, formatting. They also will post the books on Amazon and Smashwords, and of course, then Smashwords and distributes it to other outlets. They're a really great service. I can't recommend them enough, but I'm sure Annie feels the same way. Oh, I agree with Abby. My Upwelling, which was my chapbook, is only 23 poems. It's only about 100 pages. Lenore and David just took me through the whole process, and it was it was such a, a meaningful and, and fast-moving process. I was just very pleased about everything that they did for me. Before I had my chapbook done, I was very frustrated with the whole process. I, I couldn't find a traditional publisher well, I'm going to independently publish this myself, but then I couldn't do the desktop publishing piece because nothing was accessible to a screen mm -hmm. reader. And I couldn't find anybody to help me with that part, doing the actual technical work. The editing and stuff, I had pretty much edited as much as I could. But then when you have to upload and you have to use all these EPUB things and just was not accessible. So I was frustrated. They took that all over and, and made it and simplified it for me. So when I finally got the book in my hands, I was just like, wow, this is awesome. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to do this again. <laughs> so, yeah. And I haven't stopped. <laughs> Upwelling is only 23 poems. I made Upwelling accessible, as accessible as I could. I used a larger font. I worked with David to really make sure that they used an Ariel bold type font mm -hmm. yeah. so somebody mm -hmm. who has low vision could actually open the book and possibly even read it just with magnification or with mm -hmm. their natural eye things like that mm -hmm. I you know I wanted the cover to be bold I wanted mm -hmm. it to really you know pop and it, the photo of it of the flower was important that's what was important to me for that book especially for my first book so mm -hmm. and I can sell it for three dollars and be okay with that you know yeah <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it sounds like if you're using the chat books as part of submissions to contests, maybe one of the things is to scan about and look at some of the contests that you think that you would be submitting to in the future. What are some of the ones in your area? What are some of the ones that you think are within your reach now and in the future? And what are their requirements? So from that direction, would that be kind of be a smart approach? Yes, yeah. and, and also be careful about where you publish your poetry because mm -hmm. some contests don't want previously published poems. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them will say, eh, it's okay if it's on your blog, but not nobody, not anybody else's blog. And some of them mm -hmm. say, it's okay if it's previously published, yes. as long as it's by you and not a traditional press. So there are a lot of things you have to consider when, when you're actually seeking out contests and whether you fit yeah. into a contest category. Because they're not straight across the board. Yeah, everyone All is different. different and, yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of caveats, it sounds like. <laughs> what is the feasibility of somebody still using Office Max or Staples to publish their own chapbook? This is Annie. You know, it's funny you mentioned when you mentioned that before, Kathy, I, I went back to way, way long, 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 long time ago when I was first putting my poems out for submission. And a lot mm -hmm. of these small press reviews and journals, that's what they were. They took an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and they printed and then they folded it in half and stapled it. And that was the journal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was, they were very simple. Maybe they used 
card stock for the outside cover, but it was right. all done through a desktop computer and a, and a laser printer at somebody's house. That's you know pretty much how it was. And you can still do that as long as you have the skills or have somebody that has the skills to help you do the desktop publishing and do the actual formatting. And I can say from experience of when I was away for the three months, in order to send my work to Denise, the 96-year-old lady who I've done the memoir with, I needed to do it so it was legible to her and manageable in a wheelchair. So mm. I had them printed in a booklet and I called and I was able to get somebody who was willing to assist me and make sure I was able to go into my file and look at it to make sure it was all formatted the correct way in the beginning. So the first time I just did all paper. The second time I did a cover out of some good quality cardstock for her. And by doing that, I got an idea of the quality of the cost, which was a dollar or something. I don't know. It was under $2. And then I familiarized myself, not realizing I'd be talking about chapbooks. And it made it manageable for her. I made sure they were double spaced. The print was a little larger. And so when she got it, she was able to read through it and then share with me any edits when we talked on the phone. That's great. They've come a long way. The services that these different office stores provide and private publishers. I used to publish a journal back when I was in New York State as a professor. The, and I actually had it published with a little printing press. And it was exactly what Annie's describing. It was a cardstock cover, full color, but I gave him the word file in Word. They took it, but they typeset it. So it was very nice. It wasn't just laser printed, but it was stapled. But that printing company did it very inexpensively. We would print several hundred. Evolving 20 years now, the capabilities with being able to submit files digitally to an office store, a big box office store, the capabilities they have are phenomenal. And usually the talent that they have available and the services they will provide, but some of it is also line item. You could hire them to do a cover for you too. Yes. That's how we, we used to do all of our printing for our business. You know, they, they started out with small business. You got me thinking, maybe I should do something like that just for kicks and see how it goes. Well, you know, the benefit I see of this is that you could do a run of maybe a hundred that way of 20, 30 pages, test flight, some of your work, see if these short stories or these poems, how people receive them, how do they respond? Do they contact you and, or put in a form in the back, go to this website and tell me your feedback or a call to um, action. Yeah. Different yeah. ways that you can use that as a way of garnering feedback as you're trying new endeavors or trying to see where you want to go next with a particular process that you're working on or project and doing shorter runs before you commit to going with a full press. Yes. Very good. Kathy, you want to run over the closing with everybody? Thank you. Abby Johnson-Taylor and Annie Chiapetta and everybody that was on our call-in for being with us today and all our listeners in all modalities for joining the show. We so appreciate your time and your expertise. Visit us on our website, www.writingworkswonders.com to access the show notes and you'll be able to get contact information for Abby and Annie as well as our own and resources mentioned in the episode, as well as this recording and others. 
and we'll have the, the links for some of the contests, the New York City Festival. We really have a growing page of author resources. Don't miss any of the episodes of this <laughs> podcast. Find out how to subscribe for free email alerts at our website. And next week, June 18th at 1 p.m., we'll be interviewing Dr. Patrick Taylor, author of the Irish Country Doctor series, very popular on Bard and elsewhere, New York Times, best-selling author, and many other awards as well. If you have any comments, questions, or recommendations about this show or others with Writing Works Wonders, please contact us at writingworkspodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, we encourage you to keep on writing and enjoy the wonder it brings. Thank you, Annie, Abby, and Cheryl. Thank you, Kathy. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, Kathy. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today at Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. Now tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. We also have a donate button, and that's to help with the expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this show and podcast going. There's a link there that you can tap on that will take you directly to our website at www.writingworkswonders.com. There you will find all the information we talked about today along with show notes and so much more. We want you to feel encouraged and inspired to know the wonder of writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.